Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. So this is episode, I don't even know. But so this episode is actually very interesting because we're all joining each other via Zoom because uh, where we record is actually closed because of quarantine. So this is going to be really, really interesting. I'm actually kind of excited how this is going to run. And it's just, uh, today is just me, Carissa, and Marcus. So how's everybody doing today? doing good um i didn't have to like worry about anything since like today we have break and everything for like thanksgiving and all i have to and this is like a perfect opportunity for me to like catch up on any like assignments or anything that i have to deal with yes i agree with marcus this is like my first official break from school it's literally just two days but it's well deserved and i'm really appreciative of it right now because i really need to break and yeah so this is just a good short school week. I remember being in school and I like I love the breaks because one, I got to sleep in. And two, like it was such a nice way to like shut down. And like I was like, okay, I know I have to catch up on my homework, but like I need that mental break. So I hope you guys are like taking advantage of having that like moment for self care too. So like what is everybody doing for their self care though? on this little short break oh for me i've been sleeping for like the whole time i've woke up like at 12 today so Ooh, yes marcus i've been sleeping the whole time and i, I have so much energy today now yeah yeah that's good though sleep you have to catch up on sleep that's so important well so for me uh since my break just officially started i have some work to finish up right now but over the break, I'm going to definitely get some sleep and do what I've been missing out on for the past couple months. And I'm also probably going to start studying so that I'm not stressing leading up to exams. So that would be good. Oh, yeah. That's right, because it's going to be the end of semester. So when does the semester end? Uh, my last exams are in like the second or third week of December. So. Oh my goodness. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're looking forward to like the end of the semester. I need that break right now. <laughs> Definitely. It's around the corner, I promise. Uh-huh. Getting so close. So, Marcus, and then you are looking probably looking forward to winter break. Yep. What are you going to do during winter break? Uh, For me, like, I might, like, try to, like, go ahead because I'm taking driver's ed. So, I'm going to try to, like, read the manual more because... The chapters, they have a lot of pages for it and like catch up on that because last time I was like in a workshop for I am Irvington in my school. So I really did not have the time to like read the manual or anything. So, well, if you want me to quiz you on the uh, driver's ed, I got you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I passed that test. I think the, the like the written test, I think I passed it by like one point. Because I think you have to get, like, what, an 80 on it? Yeah, you have to get an 80. Yep, there you go. I think I got, like, an 81. You're welcome. Maybe I should not be on the road. (laughs) Oh, but that's so exciting. Driver's Ed. Are you excited to be on the road? It's going to be exciting. I I have a lot of information to retain because the first time I had my class, I believe, was yesterday, and... We had a lot of slides to go over through and she was like oh my she, she was just like this was a just simple information i'm like oh my god because like 
it was like 20 something slides and, it, and she said that was simple and i'm like okay but and then i i see their manual it's a lot but i think i can like do well on this test and everything i'm very confident carissa do you have any um suggestions for him for studying yeah, definitely i have a lot of advice well i utilize one website my teacher provided us with like a link on uh like it's like a quiz you can take it multiple times and the questions sometimes repeat but it's similar to like the actual test and so like leading up to the exam i took it multiple times and i got a 96 so i can say it's effective yeah you probably should send that over to marcus yeah exam. definitely i know for me no matter what i study i always use flashcards because that is my like go-to study you know for you know for anybody flashcards are my best friends so, so that's exciting. All right. So, you know, I know this is like a short week. So, like, we're talking about Thanksgiving and holidays and stuff like that. This is going to be, and you know what? Like, holidays, this is such a strange year for holidays. Um, a lot of people are not going to be able to uh, spend holidays with their family. I know for me personally, I know that I can't, I have two brothers, one brother is in California, and I have actually another brother uh, who lives in the same state, uh, but, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to spend Thanksgiving with either of my siblings because of, you know, of the pandemic. It, what about you guys? So how's the holidays looking for you guys this year? Um, for me, I'm not really sure or how we're like going to celebrate Thanksgiving or anything because most of the time I'm just not informed. So it's just, I just, it's just like, oh, we're celebrating like this. Okay. I just go with the flow most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure how our holidays are here because we're kind of like a weird family and like the way we celebrate it is just like, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, we all have our quirks. Yeah, I can say uh, my situation is similar to Marcus because uh, my I don't really like celebrate Thanksgiving. Like my grandma would cook and stuff, and then family would come over. But seeing that we're in a pandemic, I'm not really sure how it's gonna look this time. Uh, I'm definitely going to try and cook something because this may be like something that is not acceptable. But I do not like to cook. The kitchen and me are not friends one bit. That's okay. Yeah, so I'm going to try something and Good for you. how it goes. You know, um, how do you think, you know, let's, so let's talk about pandemic and holidays. Like, how do you think, you know, so I've been kind of like polling people like in my own way. You know, some people are not taking this seriously because we're now in the second wave of this pandemic. And I know, like, Newark and Irvington, they're in a shutdown. And, the you know, like, don't go out unless you need to. Um, if you're essential, like, yes, go out. But, like, you know, so let's talk about that. You know, what are our thoughts? Like, what do we think about this? You know, how is this affecting our mental health? You know, what do you guys think about how is it affecting people? You know, I think it's affecting people because, like, what Amanda stated last time in our last episode about Friendsgiving and how she was able to, like, 
was about to have that opportunity to be with her friends, but now the pandemic has has made people not able to do that. I think it's going to be so so much frustrating for people to not able to have that opportunity with their friends again because yeah. they already don't have enough time to socialize with their friends already because of the pandemic, and now they're not able to like celebrate what they are used to doing in the past couple of years, and now it's like it's like it's going to cause a mental strain to them. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yes, um, and I can most definitely say that the pandemic has exposed the best and worst of humanity. Um, literally, we're in a pandemic and people are making plans to go out when there are literally people's lives at stake. I don't know how you can be so reckless and irresponsible and not think about others. It's like humanity. It's like I have no word to describe it, honestly. Yeah, right. And you know, it's so interesting. I was talking to my partner the other day about this and him and I were, um, because in Australia, there was a, um, and it's so, it's one person. It, uh, had, it was affected 1.6 million people, um, in south, like southwest of Australia. And it was a pizza guy. They did contact tracing and they found that it was him that, and they had to shut down all southwest of Australia because he had coronavirus and didn't tell anybody and still went to work. And because of him, 1.6 million people got affected. And it's also to the standpoint where people are trying to like, how do I say this? Like some people just try to like think, trying to like have high hope saying that the virus is not real and all of that. So they can like have good remarks to like say, oh, I can go this place. I'm not going to get coronavirus, especially like teens because they think just because they're like younger and stronger that they're not going to get the virus either. So they believe like, oh, since I'm younger, I'm not going to have a greater chance than people that are older to get the coronavirus. So that's a lot of people's mindset of like things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm usually a person that says, YOLO, you know, you only live once and stuff like that. But there comes a time when you have to be able to think for yourselves and think responsibly. Like these are other people's lives. It's not only yourself. Right. And it's like, you know, and I was listening to another podcast where it was an actor actually who had coronavirus and he, he, you know, he did the responsible thing. He didn't go on set and he made like a good point. He was like, people need to realize like you're a walking lethal weapon. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't think about that perspective, you know, and you know, especially now during the holidays, you know, the governor, he, you know, he's saying, like, the holidays, you know, keep it to 10 people. And, like, now I'm thinking to myself, how many people are actually realistically going to keep it to 10 people? Because you really don't know where where people have been. And that's scary. Like, I know that I try to, like, keep my movements limited. Because I have people, I know people with a compromised immune system. I don't know. Like, what are, 
how do we, how do you, con- con- not control, because that's the wrong word for it, but like, how do we, and how, how do you contain something when people are not helping the situation? I think ways to like contain that is to like show people the real, not like real results. We have to like show people like people dying. We like, because if you add a little fear to them, they will know that like this, this is really serious. It's not, it's not just a game. We're not, they're not joking when they're saying, when they're hiding the amount of people that died during like the pandemic in different states. So I believe if you like show a visual premise of people dying and stuff, showing how many lives were taken away just because of the pandemic and can tell people that if you take the virus, you can take lives too. Right. Now, do you guys think, so my question is now, do you guys think that um, law enforcement should also participate in containing the situation? Definitely. They're there to enforce the laws, so they should definitely be involved in controlling the spread and stuff like that. They're definitely essential workers also, so it's kind of their job. Yeah, because so uh, because I was reading in the news, there is a, I like, don't want to call them out, but there's a police department in New Jersey that has already said that they are no longer um, going out to um, uh, answering calls to like, you know, where parties are past the limitations. So you're basically saying that your town now has become a free fall. They're no longer like, you know how restaurants might go, you know, past like the requirements. And, you know, if your Thanksgiving gathering has gone past like 10, they're no longer answering those calls. And they're no longer answering the calls where people are not wearing masks anymore. So, like, now I'm thinking, okay, so does your town just become a free-for-all? And now those people are, could affect other people. You're not helping the situation. So, like, what do you guys think about that? Um, to add on to that, uh, I remember, like, in the beginning of the pandemic, there were, like, protests about not having to wear masks. Like, seriously? You're going to protest about protecting other people's lives as well as yourself. Yeah. And they allowed it. Like, I saw videos of law enforcement was doing nothing. But it's still their job. Like, you have to do something about it, regardless. Like, yeah, I, yeah like, I'm so, like, twisted about it. Marcus, what do you think? I think they're really irresponsible for doing that because, like Carissa said, it's their job to maintain, like, our environment, make sure that we are safe and make sure, like, everybody is following the right rules and just be, and there are a lot of people trying to, like, protect themselves and others from the virus and for you not to, like, not to, like, show, and I also, I see some, like, law enforcement not wearing masks too. And it's like, okay, like, which is, like you're supposed to be give you're supposed to be following the laws too and you're not wearing the mask. I'm like, okay. Right. So how do we like so how do you swallow 
yeah, how do we follow the laws if the people that are supposed to protect us from the laws doesn't follow it? But, right. So, like, you know, you're supposed to, this pan, like, you know, we're trying to tell people this pandemic is real, but, you know, the people who are supposed to say, follow the law, follow what the governor says, and they're not doing it. You know, you know, we're finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, people need to realize, like, you gotta follow the rules. You know, not whenever you feel like it. Definitely, and one thing I can point out is that leadership has a lot to do with it. Um, I was on YouTube recently, and I saw this guy walking around in a mall. No one had on masks, but it was in another country where the pen, uh, the coronavirus was totally under control, and there were no more cases. If other countries are able to do that, why is it that the U.S. cannot do it? It is because of the leadership. Yeah. Some who's in power does not believe that the virus exists, but yet they contracted it. And it just blows my mind, honestly. Yes. You know, and it was funny, because I think, are you talking about uh, New Zealand? Because... Yes, I believe it was New Zealand. New Zealand had it completely eradicated in their country. And other, because I, they completely shut down the country. And it was crazy. Um, I just, and there's just, I mean, we should all follow the business, like their model because they know what's up. Um, cause like, again, what are we doing? We're back to, we're back to another lockdown. We're on our way back to another lockdown. People are going to be stuck in their homes. And what's going to happen? So what are we looking at? What are we, what's our next, how are people going to react? They're going to feel like when we were first locked down and it's just going to cause, it's going to cause people to like, you know, protest and all of that. Um, post things on like social media stating they're like, how bad it is that they're locked down and everything. It's going to cause a lot of mental strain for a lot of people. It's just, it's going to be a lot of chaos, to to put it simply, just a lot of chaos between a lot of people just stating that we're locked down again for the virus. And it's like people, a lot of people, it's just they don't really, like, really know that this virus is very serious, but and it can harm you too. And really serious, yeah. I totally agree, Marcus. Um, I see it going in the direction of it being worse than the first wave, because at this point, people are now overwhelmed. Like, they, they've been in the house for so long, and it's because of people's selfishness. They don't want to compromise, and just, we're not asking for their rights to be taken away. Just asking for them to be compassionate and just just stay inside. How is that hard? I don't understand. But unless people start to compromise and just do what they got to do, then this will never be resolved. You know, it's funny because I saw, I think I saw a meme the other day when somebody was like, I don't want to see another meme about staying in a, you know, I wish I could stay in a cabin for a year by myself. And what did it say? I have to find it. It's still a lot on my phone. Um, where it's but, you know, but you can't even stay in your house for 30 days 
you know, and it was like, I agree with both of you. So, you know, people's mental health is like severely compromised at this point. What do you guys think as, you know, students? How are students handling this? I think like for a majority of students, I don't, I believe that they will not know how to like really handle the situation other just to build up a lot of more stress into the system and all of that because they don't know what to do. It's like we're first, we've been, we experienced this for like the first time in like ever for a lot of people and it's, people are not really used to it. So it's going to cause a lot of stress to them. And I feel as though like teachers and like students should, they should like, teachers should like at least try to give students more time, more time or less worked for them to like complete so they can like get over like most of their stress issues they don't have to like add in more stress into them and i think like the, they should at least try to like notify students that they are here and everything i know um a lot of homeroom teachers say that and they do say they do mean their word word and i think also like we should also like have a meet like each grade have a meet and talk about like different struggles they have in their virtual platform about things that they should change in the school so that students are able to like pass their year and all of that. Yeah, that's a really good idea because it's, you know, it's been a hard year for you guys. You know, this is, like, this is the first time that you guys are not really physically seeing each other and yeah. interacting. It's also like worse for like freshman people because they're not able to like experience what it is to be in high school because they're in a virtual platform. And at, when it was the like first day for a lot of um freshman high schoolers, they were not even, they didn't even like get to know their schedule well because it was so confusing for them. And some of their classes, teachers, like for my brother, for instance, he was missing some classes for his teachers and they, he was, I tried to help constantly email and it was not working. Yeah, that see that's how do you guide, you know, guide you guys through that and guide the teachers because this is all new for everybody. You know, could you guys imagine that we have to do this again next year? If we had to. Because we can't get our you know, we can't get our nonsense together. That'll be my senior year and it's gonna just be ruined. No. <laughs> no. like, nah, 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 nah. We're going to school whether we like it or not. Hey, but I'll, I will be mad about it, but I will understand that we have to do another virtual and I'll just like do it because it's, it's just to keep me safe. So it's okay. like, okay. Yeah. Carissa, what, you know, you know, you're a different type of freshman, too. So let's yes, I am. Um, so I heard someone point this out uh, that the effect that it would have on students and people in general is that we are no longer going to know how to effectively communicate with people because we haven't been in contact for so long. We're just like virtual. And so it's like a different playing field and it's going to be hard to 
like readjust whenever or if we're ever allowed to like be fully out in the open. Like if imagine this is like an apocalypse, like Yeah. Definitely. Uh so I what I think schools can do is like promote self care. I know like some of my teachers are like, Oh well guys you need to take time to do stuff like this but then they're the same ones that, like giving me tons of work and stuff like that. Uh I appreciate them for promoting it and stuff, but like at least show it. <laughs> and follow through with your word. Yeah, definitely. And I something I, I think the school can do is like um just give us tips every week. So that we can stay on top of things, because it's not easy just uh, putting um, time for yourself. It's not easy, especially when you have other priorities in school to do. And yeah, so the constant reminder would be really helpful. Yes, definitely reminders. Reminders would really help because a lot of students have a lot of things in their mind, and if they keep getting that reminder, they can remember it. And I don't think like typing it into our emails and everything is like. It's a good reminder, but a lot of students are not really used to like checking their emails daily because even though because we use Google Classroom a lot and our work is like already there, so we just go to Google Classroom, do our work, call it a day. That's how I used to be like, but now I have to like check my email every time. I have like I have like four different emails I have to check every time to see if like oh I have something here here. I'm like okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like the idea that you guys said about having, like, a Google Meet. Like, maybe having, like, a Google Meet every month just to kind of, like, emotionally check in with everybody. Yeah, because um, it's this one Google, I mean, Google Classroom thing they added. They always give, like, famous quotes and everything about self-care and all of that. But I don't think students check that, to be honest. They don't check it. I check it sometimes, but I don't check it to like a daily basis because right. when they when they put it like in the Google Classroom, I'm I'm already in class, so I'm like I'm not gonna check it because I'm in right. class doing work. So it's like if we have a meet every like month or two, we'll be able to like have ideas to move forward because there's still a lot of things students want to do to end their year, especially seniors. I think seniors they had a meet, I believe. Right. They had a class, but. I don't think the other grades had to meet yet for their class, which is like, okay, we're not, when are we getting the class meet to talk about things and talk about changes? Because a lot of students have different concerns of different classes, different things they need to like talk about and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I think that's like really important because like you guys said, and you know, like I think, Email's not cutting it. Like, you can't have, like, an email, like, every, like, hey, how are you doing? But, like, like what we're doing right now, like, having a Zoom, because at least we get to see each other. You yeah, know? because, like, sometimes, like, we can ask a question, but that's not the answer we're looking for. And it's, right. it's going to be frustrating because they're not going to know what we're really looking for because they're emailing us not virtually right. looking at us, which is better because they will be able to, like, understand what we're saying most of the time. Yeah, I agree with you there because it's, there's, you know, human contact is so important, I think. You, uh, like, seeing, you, you, as humans, like, we need to, like, we base a lot of our conversations non-verbally. 
like through nonverbal, like body language. You know, that's why, like, when we have these Zoom things, you know, when we're doing our podcast sometimes through Zoom, I'm always telling you guys, like, turn your cameras on because we have to pretend like we're here in person so we can feed off of each other because a lot of it's nonverbal. You know, because, like, you guys are watching me talk with my hands because I talk on my hands 95% of the time. You know, but I think having a monthly, like, check-in, but, like, through, like, like, like a visual check-in. Because I think you guys need to, like, see each other somehow. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important. Yeah, and I think, I think that will, like, help students promote to, like, have their cameras on during classes, because... It can help show the importance of why, like, students need their cameras on. Cause I'm kind of understanding, like, now why do, like, teachers want our cam- cameras on? Cause it's called, cause it will give, like, both the teacher and student respect to, like, for us to see each other right. and all of that. And now, I, now I'm seeing the importance of that. But sometimes it's just like, sometimes I don't really want my camera on because oh, yeah. it's for this class and like everything like we're not really if we're not like really doing any like discussions or anything like that what what's the necessary point of keeping my camera on i i'm i know i'm not going to move from the class or anything i'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to like jeopardize class or anything it's just like most of the times like we're not really socializing in the class we're just doing for some classes, we're socializing. For others, we're watching right. videos or just looking. Teachers are explaining side presentations. She asking teachers like only asking, "Oh, do you understand all of that?" Most of the time, students are like afraid to like say, "Nah, we don't understand." Sometimes, oh my god, I have this one teacher like every time, because like he doesn't like this teacher doesn't really get the Google Meet platform because he sends a link to this thing. And if you're not in the meet, when you send the link, the person's not going to see it. So they keep, like, every time they ask him for, like, the link, he doesn't really understand what he just says you're here for class. I, and, like, that's not the question that the student is necessarily asking. And it's just waste time, to be exact. Just, and then we just, us students, we just post the link for that student because it's like, he doesn't really understand, like, the platform of Google Meet and everything. So, yeah. And that's frustrating because it's like, you know, some some teachers are not computer savvy. I want to say, and that and that's a bother too. Yeah. And and then so like we talked about, you know, peer our peer relationship. Another thing about this pandemic, how it affects us with our families. A lot of people who have a lot of family members, they're not seeing their family. That's got to affect some people's, you know, emotional state too. I know people who have a lot of, you know, a lot of family members and they're like, I haven't seen them in over like a year. Yeah. They don't even really know the condition of that family member. That person can be sick. They can have COVID or anything and they're not able to see their family member for like a year or so like you said and it can be really stressful for people because they might really miss that person to be honest miss that particular family member they may be used to like meet a couple 
maybe a couple of times during like the year and so, but now that you're not having that really opportunity to do so, it's like what they're not able to see that person anymore and it can be really stressful to them. Yeah. A friend of mine um had a baby a couple months ago and she her family um members haven't seen the baby. Yeah. You know, like uh her parents haven't seen the baby. You know, and that's gotta be so overwhelming. Yeah. What do you think, Carissa? I totally agree, but I think in light of the situation, the pandemic can also bring families closer. Because, like, for teens living in their house, obviously, for most times, teens are not necessarily close with their relatives. So being at home kind of forces them to create that relationship, and that can be seen as a good thing. But it's good that we have technology, so even though we're not in person, we're, like, kind of still in person. That's true. You know, I didn't think about that either. Because um, I think it was, like, the last, like, huge pandemic was, what, the Spanish influenza? When, like, technology wasn't that big. Or I don't think there really was technology. You know, when they couldn't see family members. That must have been super rough. You know, I'm just thinking about holidays and, like, you know, um, you know, whatever holiday anybody spends, celebrates. I just, not being able to see or be with family members, gotta be tough. You know, and I think, like, you know, how the bridge is closed for the next, like, two weeks, I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, That's got to be, you know, kids that really rely on it. That's tough. I don't know. But, you know, I know we, I like what we went on this whole tangent about, you know, a pandemic and, quarantine and stuff like that and I apologize it was just been on my mind you know because like I was just because I, I was gonna go to this big Thanksgiving thing and I am no longer going because you know there's only supposed to be 10 people and I don't want to get anybody sick and vice versa um but we did want to talk about uh something in particular though right Carissa about Thanksgiving Right on. So a lot of people don't really know the true history of Thanksgiving. Uh, usually when Thanksgiving is spoken about, no one really mentions the Native Americans. True. And they are a big part of this country, but they're barely recognized. And I think awareness needs to be brought to that because I've been here for a while and I've only recently met a Native American because I went to a seminar hosted by my school where a Native American student uh, was teaching people about her culture. Oh, so cool. Yeah, definitely. And that was like really eye-opening because this is essentially their land, but I've never seen a Native American or essentially really heard about them. And so, yeah, I thought this would be a good thing to talk about. Yeah, I actually, personally, I don't know that much, and I'm ashamed to say that. I'm sorry, I'm, like, choking on my, on air, but that's so true. I don't think we've realized on the basis of, like, what Thanksgiving is on. So does any 
of you guys really know that much information because I really don't. I don't really know a lot of information about it. I but you was gonna okay. So what I really know is that it was talking about like how pilgrims and like Native Americans like invited them to a feast, but I've heard that there's two two different stories about them. Two different stories. There were the one about Native Americans and the other one. I really don't know what happened with the other one, but there was one of them. They were talking about how like one of them was not really agreeing to like a Thanksgiving and everything. So that's all I know. Cool. Um, I don't really know much. I'm state, but I have a good idea. <laughs> I have a good idea of uh, everything they've been through. I knew he was going to do that. I just had a feeling. Okay, so I'm not aware of as much of Native American history as I probably should be. But based on what I know, I feel that I'm at liberty to talk about it. And so here I go. Uh, as you all know, uh, Native Americans are indigenous to what is known as the United States. I learned at a seminar that they called it the Turtle Island, I believe. And okay. now it's called the United States. But... Uh, the individual who spoke, she uh, showed us a map of the entire United States and what the natives owned and what they now own. And it's like, there's a drastic difference in the land that they now own. Like, so much has been taken away from them. And I remember at history lessons in Irvington, we learned about them completely being displaced because the settlers wanted the land. So they basically took them, and during that journey, like, many of them died due to diseases or they were killed because they weren't uh healthy enough or for dumb reasons. Like yeah. what was done to them is like there's no justification obviously. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. They made off the point. Mm -hmm. And so uh I think the history surrounding Thanksgiving, if it's clear to my memory, I can't remember everything entirely. But uh the settlers basically stole the uh the natives' food, and I think they ended up killing thousands. It was like a genocide. They murdered a lot of natives, and they had the food and celebrated, and this is what's now Thanksgiving. But I think the good thing is that you can take this sad history and turn it into something wonderful, and that's what I really appreciate, that people take it to spend the time to be there with their relatives. But we should always remember about the natives. So I just learned a lot. I mean, I knew that it was based on some water, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you, Chris, that we need Though it, it, we spend a lot of time with family, we should also remember that it was the basis of it was not that uh, I don't know the right word for it. It's not that loving. Uh, Thanksgiving may be all about being thankful, but we also should remember what was sacrificed. It's insane. 
and it's true, the Native Americans, uh, they had a lot, but we also took a lot from them. And I think we are still constantly taking from them. And that's not fair. Yeah, unfortunately, they got the real short end of the stick as soon as uh, we landed. Pilgrims landed. Really unfortunate. Definitely. And what I can say is that even though they've been through so much, they're like so happy and delighted about everything. It's just, it's really amuses me. And she shared a story about how Europeans introduced something called quantum blood, where oh, they wow. yeah they had to prove how native they were to fit into the society. What? What is that? Exactly, where they they like test your blood to see how indigenous you are. And she said now a lot of native tribes use that. And so if you're not native enough, you're not accepted into the tribe. And she said even coming into the university, Rutgers, uh, she had to prove how native she was. Like whenever natives fill out a form, they have to show that they're actually native. And no other race has to prove their race. So like why? Why? That is so weird. I mean, that's so unfair. Like, you know, you don't, like, show your birth certificate. Like, I don't have to, like, show where my parents are from. But that's so, you know, it's interesting to show, like, the different way, the standards we hold for people in society. And, um, the injustice of it all. You know, and it's funny because, like, I hear people say, uh, you know, oh, you know, the United States is not racist. You know, we've evolved from that. And I'm like, really? You know, you really have to look at, you know, systemic racism because there are things that we do. Like, why do we need to show how native she really is? Because you don't have to tell, you don't have to show how white someone is. You don't need to show how black someone is. You don't need to show how Hispanic someone is. You, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like, that, that makes me so angry. Um, but I can't take, I can't take, uh, down, you know, racism in one shot. But, you know, that just, that's a whole another episode that we'll just take it, we'll take, we'll take down racism all in one episode. Definitely, I agree. That sounds like a good plan. Because that is just, you know, because you hear it. You hear from some people that say, oh, I don't understand, you know, racism doesn't exist. But then you hear things like this and you're like, but, but why though? But, oh, that's so unfair. Marcus, what do you think? Like you said, I think it's really unfair for like, one race to be experiencing have to like show that they're really that race. Um, I don't have to show that nation. Really, I don't really have to show that because you believe me in everything. And like, I don't know why that they have to show that they're Native American. Is it because of like how much they had during that time? I don't really, I really are, I'm really confused on like how society really thinks about different things. And it's, it's sometimes complex when you really think about it because I, I used to like 
really go by like society's ways of how they like think of different things and now it's a lot of things that you have to like question about society and how they view different like genders races how they view different viewpoints and everything yeah it's gonna be a whole new episode we're gonna talk about how society thinks because like why are men making decisions for women you know yeah. what i mean we're gonna we're gonna break it all down one day Yes, we're gonna break down everything. All those walls—they're coming down. They're coming down <laughs> yeah. because I don't understand. And you know what? And then we're gonna have our listeners let us know too, because I want to know where did all these things come from? Because somebody's got to give me these answers. Because sometimes I sit at night and I go, "But why, though? But why? Somebody's got to know." And I want to hear other people's viewpoints because there has to be some form of someone's logic. I don't know. I can't justify it. But um, we are actually heading towards the end of this episode. So let's end it with some, um, maybe instead of last minute thoughts, let's end it with because of the holiday season let's end it with something i'm grateful for so marcus i like i love starting with you so let's do something you're grateful for i am grateful for this podcast so i'm able to discuss about different things i am grateful for the people who allowed me to become a great person i am grateful for my family i am grateful for everything that i was able to experience thank you Krista. Let's talk about what you're grateful for. Definitely. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to meet different people, hearing different viewpoints. I really like hearing people's perspective. And so I'm grateful that we're not all the same. And yeah, the difference makes us all great and unique and it's perfect. I love that. I love what you guys said. That's so great. So what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for hearing everybody's perspective. I am grateful for, um, I'm grateful for you guys. You know, I'm grateful for hearing everything. You know, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful for a whole lot of things. And I'm going to just piggyback on all of you guys that you said because I don't know why I let myself go last, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so um, I hope that everybody that listens to this has a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving and, you know, that they're spending it or they get to talk to their loved ones. And, you know, I hope you guys check us out. And we're grateful that you guys listen to us every week. And, you know, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts. Podbean, Spotify, Google Hangout. Nope. Why did I say Google Hangouts? Google Podcasts. Uh, and you can check us out on our website, www.thesafespace.com. Uh, and we'd love to hear your guys' opinions. There's a little section on there. Get, you know, put some thoughts and opinions for us. We want to hear it. You know, and then subscribe to us, rate us. And tell us what you think. We want to hear it all. Because you guys, remember, your truth matters. 
and your opinion matters and you guys deserve to be heard so thank you guys and we can't wait to uh we can't wait to talk to you guys again next week see ya